Kate yelling at you about the hand lotion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> oh, I got amazing. Hello, and welcome to the Bookworms Pod. I'm Miranda, here with Chris and Kristen. Uh, this is episode 107, and we are wrapping up Queen Shadow by E.K. Johnston. Remember when we read that book, like, that months ago? Good idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember when we read that book, if we're being honest. Um, if we're keeping it 100. If we're keeping it 100. Um, we've gotten no feedback that I can tell from uh, about my soundboard, <laughs> aka I haven't been checking the Twitter, so thank you, or the, the, or the Slack Patreon, because we just went live with something at work, so I've been busy actually working for once in my fucking life. Also, she does what she wants. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's so true. Um, how you doing, Chris? It's been, uh, I, I named the recording, it's been 84 years, because we have- Yeah, it's been a minute. In forever. The, lo- the long-awaited Queen Shadow wrap-up that we've been promising for like three weeks. And to your folks. Listen, sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> um, yep. Hey, at least I finally edited Queen Shadow episode two after like two weeks of waiting. <laughs> hey, You're that's welcome, good. America. Hey, it still counts. And you guys fixed my movie mini, which is why I'm not allowed to post. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did put that up. Let me know how much you guys hated that. I'm afraid to listen to it. I won't uh, do Oh, it. yeah, you should. Yeah, I haven't I'm listened sure to it yet bad. either, but I'm very excited. I just cool. vaguely remember recording it and screaming about copyright That's, issues. <laughs> yeah, that oh was a lot of that. Um, well, I mean, it was mostly we were screaming about copyright issues because I was basically just, for part of it just reading the subs <laughs> into the microphone. So, but uh, we attributed it. So it's fine. Um, nice. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I'm good. Um Good. Just been playing a lot of Fallen Order, Good. like a that's lot. A like that's Wars basically game. all I've done for the past like four days, which has been fun. Good. It's 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 fun. We'll cover it at some point on the pod when more people have played it. But it's 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 fun. It's fine. You said the gameplay is fun. The gameplay is very fun. The story is blah. That's yep. my review. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> um. Really uh, compelling stuff for us to cover it on the pod, then, Chris um <laughs> i know right? like i feel like we should because like that's like what we do but also like if we're just talking about the stories like uh like how consequential it is for the canon it's gonna be like a two-minute pod <laughs> well yeah i mean oh, it, it's no. not <laughs> i know very little about it except it's knockoff canon but like <laughs> plain white boys in my star wars fucking christ on the cross like that's that's my takeaway. Oh my god, he's so <laughs> Based boring. Based on knowing nothing about it, the yeah. main character is so like that. It's he's so boring, and it's it's. I feel bad because it's not the actor's fault. The actor actually does a decent job with the material, but it just the writing is just very boring. You this hate sounds, to see it. This sounds correct. Um, cool. Well, thank you for that. We'll be looking forward to not that. Um. But then we can talk about what it could have been because we like doing that. Yeah, there you go. That sounds like a better idea. Um, it does have Dathomir in it, though. So that's fun. Ooh, oh, we do we like love, Death. We, we love, love Dathomir. Dathomir. That's right. We do. Um, Chris, are you drinking something? 
I am. I am drinking bourbon. Ooh. I think it's the same bourbon I was drinking whenever the fuck we last recorded. It's from Texas, from Balcones Distilling or Balcones. I don't actually know how it's pronounced. Remember, like, before we, before where there were fewer than 75 episodes and we used to, like, actually get interesting things to drink on the podcast? <laughs> and now we just drink the same thing every pod because we're us. It's great. I have a new drink for today. What's your drink, Miranda? I'm drinking bourbon as well. Um, but this is Angel's Envy bourbon. Oh, we love Angel's that Envy. That I just bought today. And Ooh, how is it? Is it good? Yeah. I've never actually had Angel's Envy. I had it for the first time over the summer. And we have a friend who like recently started working as a rep for them. Mm. And I think she like low-key tried to give me some. Uh, I she like also it's her job owns uh well no it's like her restaurant's right by my office yeah and so i went there like with my boss and co-workers and like somebody who is theoretically in my chain of command but is not actually like in my direct management situation is this relevant to the story yeah yeah mm. it's about the bourbon um <laughs> But so we roll up and she was working that day and I, I haven't seen her in like six months. She owns this restaurant for what it's worth. And she's she like, and her partner on the restaurant. She's like, oh, like, you want to come back and I'll show you something. <laughs> Heavy air quotes. And I was like, I don't work. <laughs> I'm with people that work. <laughs> like, I work for. So this, no, please do is, not feed me booze during work. This is my boss. I would love to. The bourbon is very good. Would recommend. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Angels and me make, makes good stuff. Um, cool. I'm drinking wine, which is like one in a row. Um, because yeah, that's odd. Yeah. Well, uh, my good friend Tamahito made me and some of our friends Japanese curry tonight. So I was I brought wine and I was drinking the wine and then I took the wine with permission home. <laughs> So I'm continuing to drink it. Um, I actually just tried this because I brought a few bottles, but um, I just opened this. It's the uh, Planet Oregon Willamette 2017 Willamette Valley Pinot Noir, um, which is what the Willamette Valley is famous for. Um, that and non-oaky Chardonnays. More and more, if you want good non-oaky Chardonnays, get them from the Willamette Valley. That is my white wine plug. Um, this is not my favorite Pinot, I think it's going to be much better. Um, but we kind of uh, ran the spectrum at dinner tonight. We had like a very uh, typical Oregon Pinot. And then this Planet Oregon Pinot is much more, it's like a down brand of another winery that I really like. Um, it's Soder. Uh, but this is much more in the French style. So it's a lot richer um, and denser. And it's actually like a little sweet right now for me so um it's good though yeah this um, is uh, keeps me from drinking it too quickly if it's a little sweet it's not very it's less tannic than i thought it would be but this is brought to you by at i don't know anything about wine keeks all right <sighs> fuck off um everything i know about Pino i learned from someone who has a lot a lot more money than me and was kind enough to teach me about wine. So I mean, nobody learns about wine from poor people, Kristen. I, correct, <laughs> correct. Except for except wrong. for except for people listening to this podcast right now, <laughs> they are learning about wine from a poor person. I'm not. I poor, mean, but you gener know what I mean, generous, generous to assume they're learning anything. But okay. 
That's so true. Everyone's, everyone knows that they skip through the beginning because our intros are the worst. Um, Except for the rest of the pod. Yeah, the rest yeah. of the pod's also bad. The rest Don't, of the um, pod noted for its high quality. Yes. Stinky. <laughs> Stinky. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, boy. Should we Star Wars? Star Wars. Let's Star Wars. Cool. Star Wars. Wow, that was actually a quick intro. We're only eight and a half minutes in. I know. I was <laughs> going to say, <laughs> under 10 minutes in my book wars pod. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's good. Um, cool. All right. So, yeah. So, as a reminder for those who read the book a month and a half ago and don't remember anything, not saying that's anybody on this podcast. Not me. Nope. Um, but we talked a lot last episode about kind of padme and mon mothma and bail and how they're the loyalist committee like they're forming the backbone of what will be the republic side of the clone wars and it's just interesting to me to look at their faith in the republic from like a larger view knowing what we know as the reader that obviously the republic is at this point already corrupted by Arsidious is that they're the good guys for putting their faith in an institution that's being run by a Sith Lord. And I just like find that like that's just like the height of like dramatic irony. Yeah, I was gonna say in their defense they don't know that he's a Sith Lord. <laughs> no, I <laughs> mean it yes. sound a little bit like they knew he was a Sith Lord. They no, 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 don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's why it's dramatic irony. And yes, correct. Uh, <laughs> I guess my rebuttal to that would be that I don't know if I necessarily view them being loyal to the institution as much as, you know, they're putting their faith in a system. Because obviously, like, they don't know it yet. They're starting to learn it. The institution is fundamentally corrupt. It's broken. The Senate doesn't work. The Republic's about to fall apart. But they are very much on board the train of, like, a small-R Republican system for the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they think that this is the right way to govern it, and they very firmly believe that. They're about to go into several wars about it. <laughs> um, Star Wars and my Star Wars. <laughs> but I, I think, at least the way that I approach it, like, there is a difference there. Uh, I think, like, right now, where we are in the canon, um, like, the system is certainly represented by the institution, but they're not there for that explicitly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. It's just interesting because, you know, you you see them... And they're putting they're putting their faith in this system that like obviously even they, though they don't know that it is intentionally <laughs> irreparable, it's still pretty clearly irreparable at this point. And mm-hmm. even Padme is starting to get that by the end of Queen's Shadow. Like she's understanding that it doesn't work the way it's supposed to and that she needs to find a way to make it work. Uh, she hasn't quite gotten to the jaded point of there is no way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just interesting because, you know, looking very... at the good God ideas. That's how she My feels. God. 
Oh my god. That's not um, untrue. I'm not no. just dropping them in. <laughs> um That's how she feels. She's looking around the sun and she's like, Oh my fucking god. Nobody is getting anything Are you serious? This is what we're doing? I get Very it. true. Very true. Uh, but it's just interesting because like I mean, A looking in like real life, not that Star Wars isn't real life, but looking in real life <laughs> for a moment in our own galaxy uh and you look at kind of like how where the faith in institutions has gotten us and then you look at like at star wars and at the senate and how like there's this faith in institutions that we are taking or that they are taking on faith as the right the right decision and it doesn't feel like that's the right decision. Like it doesn't feel like they are doing the right thing, even though they are the quote unquote good guys. And that's just a very interesting place for them to be. Yeah. It really feels like blind faith. I don't know if you guys agree mm-hmm. with that, but I'm like, yeah, why do they have faith in this system that is absolutely positively not fucking working and mm-hmm. remember the blockade and how you almost killed that young princess? No. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's the blind faith and like, this is how it should work. Like, yeah, I, and we know this, like, not Padme because she gets dead, but, like, Mon Mothma <laughs> and Bale, who also get dead. Technically, they all get dead. Well, at some point, yeah, but, like, Everybody Padme, dies, all get dead. Miranda. Padme gets dead before this. Like, they're, <laughs> they're idealists. Like, that's the whole fucking point of running a rebel alliance contrary to the Empire is because they believe there's a better way. It's just that at this point, they don't understand that what they think is the better way is not what's, like, fundamentally happening. Like, empirically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that means numbers. Sure does. What? That means empire. Oh. It's a really bad pun. Oh, God. Um, I, I was like, are you just ribbing me? Are you? She was, like, literally ribbing. She was sticking her elbow in my rib area. Um, I I was like, are you just, I, yes, I work with numbers. What the fuck, Miranda? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I do work with numbers. I know you do. And it's actually about evidence. Thank you. More than numbers. You can have. I hate you. You can have qualitative empirical evidence. Thank you. But. I um, want you to get off of the podcast. (laughs) You're the one who invited me. God damn it. Uh, I did it again. But empirically, like obviously this shit is broken yes <laughs> i it sorry, is broken I, I got distracted by yelling about definitions i thank you did it's forget who you are well yeah but yeah no i i, I think shut you're totally right <laughs> <laughs> very shut up paul at miranda anyway i like the lag so i press it and then chris tries to talk and then Anyway, uh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I mean, I was I was just going to agree with Miranda that it is. It is interesting that they, and, and agree with you that this blind faith has kind of led them to this. And it also makes me think about, you know, what does it tell us about governance in Star Wars at large? Because, you know, this isn't the first. I know the, <laughs> this isn't the first time we've seen it's not good government problems like is we've it? seen. I mean. It is timeline-wise, but not okay. us-wise. Yeah. Like, 
just thinking about bloodline like you have the entire like that book starts with like they're literally dedicating a statue in honor of bail organa and leia is thinking about how it's all broken mm-hmm. like and it's like the same thing that her mom went through and just realizing that it's all broken you know you see nothing was getting done in the new republic senate you had these two factions and everything was too weak to like for anything to get done because they wanted to not enable a palpatine and and it led to, it eventually it led to the same thing it's just that the threat came from outside of the senate instead of inside yeah um i think it's like important to note that um padme uh i'm like i was about to call like padme and bail leia's parents which isn't not true but <laughs> brea <laughs> but brea is not involved in the point that i'm about to make which is why i was going to say that um but uh you know, Padme and Bale are very much on the side of like, we're trying to make this work in this framework. And Leia's very much like, you know, the next generation of Senator is very much like, I'm also going to try to make this work, but like, I am also going to work outside of this system to make this work and pretend that I'm not doing that, which I think like Bale and Mon and Padme so far and in this book have like definitely tried to stay in the system more to make things work whereas we as we see leia like what was that book with um han and lando in it last shot last Last shot shot. um she was like okay uh yes no don't tell me but okay like (laughs) yes and no shush (laughs) um I think we see, like, we obviously see the uh, evolution of the the thought of we must stay within this and make it work um, to her becoming more and more disillusioned. And as that happens, doing what she needs to do to get shit done outside of the Senate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that like willingness to like go outside the Senate is something that obviously really grows in Padme, which is ironic because like her, the start of her political career is her going around the Senate because with, with the, with the vote of no confidence and the Senate is bad at their job. They are what, how, how unrelatable to, (laughs) to our world. You Kristen personally is the Senate. This is true. Yeah, it's, it's um, I am bad at my job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very. I think it's a good idea. And I'm a standby. When things aren't working, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was, you like stopped talking and I was like, it's where coming. are we going with this? Kristen. Oh, to be fair, I do have bronchitis. So that's the oh, other Jesus. reason that we did not. Okay, you didn't know this, Chris, but that's the other reason no. that I wasn't podcasting is because I was coughing constantly. And it's almost gone now. So she just Well, that's good. I did just. Okay, it's not <laughs> contagious. Calm your tit. Um, anyway, I know you have two. She's holding them up. I was, um, <laughs> anyway. was going to say, is it, yes. is, it, is it appropriate for me to ask why <laughs> she only has to calm one in this scenario? Yeah. No, just a unit. Um, 
Wait, is Orky still under your feet? No, he went oh. back downstairs because he loves Kate more than me. Bye, Orky. I love you. Um, Jasper is here. Uh, I brought his crate into the room. He was not happy about it, but now he's in there chewing the things that I give him. And uh, he's quiet. But if you hear him, that's who it is. He's a dog. Fair. Puppy, puppy. Um, okay. Governance in Star Wars. Governance in Star bad. Wars is bad. They're bad at their jobs. Do we think Padme the will system. lose faith in the system and favor the Separatist view that the system broke? Is that what you're <laughs> trying to write? Yeah. Well, your your wine glass was in the way. I'm aware. <laughs> no. So I think we've briefly touched on this That's, in the pod. This has been Kristen reading the outline for the first time. <laughs> we we briefly... going back to our roots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a throwback for all of your original <laughs> listeners. <laughs> To be fair, Miranda added that during this, so... Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, if you heard typing earlier, that's what was happening. <laughs> it's me misspelling my question. She wrote Naroke, N-R-O-K-E. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I feel like we've touched on this briefly before and have been like, how do we think Padme would feel? Like, if she hadn't gotten dead, if Annie hadn't gone, like, f- full Terminator... I don't know anything about Terminator. Uh, if Darth Vader wasn't born, um, like, do we think that she would have changed her position? Like, re the Clone Wars? Uh, because you know we we t- just talked about this. Like, she's an idealist. She believes in the system, but she sees more and more and we get to watch her kind of come to term with the terms with this, that the system is broken. It's not working. Palpatine's kind of a dick. Like <laughs> he's a dick Lord. Sith, <laughs> Sith oh Lord dick. <laughs> I don't even know what you were trying to go for. There. <laughs> I don't know, but I just wrote Dick Lord on the the choices for for a title, so you're welcome. That's it's gonna be great. Anyway, that's our new porn cast. Oh, let's let's not. Oh no, <laughs> poor Chris is like, oh no, I've lost control again. Anyway, that's my question. How do we feel? Um, uh, yeah, I think I think that she did eventually lose faith and i think that that's kind of what we see over the course of you know it starts here in this book and it continues through attack the clones where she still believes in the senate but like she kind of is very tired and is tired of people trying to kill her and is tired of this debate over creating a a military that she doesn't want Mm -hmm. and like you see it in attack of the clones where like you have her on naboo talking about all the bullshit that's going wrong and new gun race still not in jail and you have all this shit. And then like at the end of the day, they kind of just shrug and queen Jamelia is just like, got to keep our faith in the Republic. Mm-hmm. Cause what else is there? Do and, we though? <laughs> and yeah, we'll see you touch on something that I think also, also, also touched on something that I think also kind of adds to that is like, the big debate in Attack of the Clones theoretically is like does the Republic need a standing army? And we see in um, this book and it's kind of alluded 
too in the book that like this is something that's been going on on Naboo for or no like maybe a couple years maybe the end of her reign and to Jamila's 84 years um 84 years that Naboo is trying to strengthen its defensive positioning in the galaxy because of the threat from the trade federation and like it's something that she's personally against like she's for it to an extent because she was queen when they got invaded and that's not good um but like i think she's seeing this happen at like a republic-wide level to an extent that it's not like oh we got attacked like maybe we should do something about this it's like oh there's like a couple people trying to do a standing army for all of us that's not a good idea it's a bad idea no way that can go wrong Mm -hmm. also this system isn't what i thought it was or think it should be and that doesn't seem good either it's like chris can i can i ask a tangent tangent question when you're done your point I was just I was just going to say I feel like what we see in this book in comparing to Attack of the Clones and the Clone Wars and uh Revenge of the Sith is like her her faith in the institution going away and her kind of realizing that it's not just that the institution that the republic sucks it's that she has had faith in the wrong thing where she should be having faith in like whatever works for people Mm -hmm. as opposed to the system which i feel like is like again kind of painfully relevant to what we're seeing in america right now and kind of where the democratic party is like arguing about and like do we have faith in institutions or do we have faith in the actual people who are suffering because by the time we get to revenge the sith like anakin's like you're sounding like a separatist because she's like what if we just stopped fighting and like talked to each other again and like didn't make them come back she is a separatist that didn't happen keep politics out of my star wars Anakin's a Sith Lord. there's never been any politics in star wars it's only ever been about the taxation of trade routes it's exactly. been about midichlorians this whole time um yep. anyway you had a tangent about, my tangent question is uh i know we learned a little bit about it but how do term limits work for queens on naboo uh it seems like they have Thank you for always just fielding my fucking stupid questions and not making me write them on the outline. (laughs) I want to say, if I'm remembering this correctly, that they have, they serve two year terms Mm -hmm. and they have a two term limit. So Padme served for four years as queen and then she stepped down because she was termed out. Okay. That's pretty lit. That's okay. a, somebody, one of our listeners can correct me if I'm wrong about that, but I believe that's what it is. Uh, no, that's my understanding as well. Because that right. they talk about it in the book as well as in the movie. Because Anakin's like, I heard they tried to change the constitution so you could serve more. <laughs> Marry me. And it's um, not a good pickup line, but here we are. Well, it worked. Have you met Anakin? <laughs> Have you met? <laughs> yeah, like uh, that's my the the least believable thing about Star Wars so far for me is that Padme would ever agree to date Anakin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know, he's got... no, but blah, um, blah, blah. 
I have a sound effect for that, but that's not the right. That's not the right thing. Look at that. <laughs> a full 15 seconds late. <laughs> but um they note in Queen Shadow that like Jamila had been the queen. She had done a term. Right. She, they're like, oh, she served her two years and then she was like, you know what, fuck this. Let me go be a singer. Like that's what I'm actually good at. Um also like the young queens is very interesting and weird to me. But yeah, we I, mean, I know I kinda want like them to thing. dive it. I, I want them to dive into the history of that at some point. I just want to know because, so like, you definitely more. got the feeling from this book that like Naboo has kind of like a violent history, and like the Handmaiden tradition is like ancient and like from like a time when there were assassination threats, and it was only because, um, God, not Typho Panaka, um, was like super paranoid that they brought it back, and I like I want to I want to go back to that time yes. where like they started electing child monarchs mm-hmm. and uh and needed the, the handmaidens the child monarch <laughs> why well indeed thank, thank you for that uh letting me do that have that whatever that was called tangent <laughs> you're very welcome the dog ja- is jasper seems to have a question he doesn't Bargo. he doesn't need anything i don't even think he needs to go outside i think he's just like just... you're talking without me and not, you're not playing with me what is this i know i don't know what star wars is i know hey he's seen star wars plenty he has he loves star wars <laughs> <laughs> anyway um what's next on this outline did we did we cover predictions for a post first order government after rise of skywalker oh we didn't didn't think i so. just find it interesting because listening. like look at obviously me. there's the yeah way to go what in a row i was like look i didn't i i was like i knew we didn't discuss that i didn't just totally space out for 20 minutes of the podcast like i usually <laughs> fucking do right listen sometimes but, it's hard but yeah it's interesting because like obviously the last two attempts at a republic have ended very badly war and enabling the rise of dictators, dictators. and it is a t- <laughs> it is a time of war it's a dick lord it is, it is <laughs> there are heroes on both sides Kristen. um but it's because you know you obviously have holdo's line in the last jedi that of like we are the spark that will light the fire that will restore the republic Whereas by the end of the book, or end of the book, movie, that turns into, that will burn the First Order down. Yay! And okay, so I just want to offer up my hot take on what I think the post-First Order government will be. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's going to be an ineffective, small-R <laughs> Republican government Big run by true. a central Senate, all caps for the scroll, uh, <laughs> that's not gonna do shit. So we're just gonna be back here in thirty more years. Yeah, no, that that's how Star Wars works. We Star know Wars isn't cyclical. How dare you? <laughs> Listen, we've 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 been doing this for forty-two years. Yep, it's very. Sensitive. I don't know. I'm interested. Like, I feel like that's the most likely, but I don't feel like that's necessarily the best solution because, like, oh, I'm not saying I mean, it's the best solution. I'm just <laughs> saying that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. It's yeah. I'll I'll be very curious to see, and I mean, this isn't something that we'll get on screen, I don't think, and I doubt we'll get it 
on the TV either. Like, we'll probably get it in books. But it'll just be very interesting to see where this goes because two in a row have ended very badly and with entire planets blown up. So You hate to see it. <laughs> cool. Um, do we have to talk about the epilogue? I would rather it's not. It's so rude. I would it's rather so not rude. talk about it. Uh, I just, I love it so much, even though it's so goddamn rude. Just from literally the first sentence, which is the same as the start of the book. No. Nope. Worst. Rude. But anyway, let's let's dive in. What do we think Bale said to Sabe? Something that. How much does Sabe know? Cry. Something that made me cry a lot. I don't know how much she knows. Someone, I. I feel like she knows though. How much though? Like everything. Hmm. She she's Padme's most trusted handmaiden. It's true. What do you think, Chris? I don't know that she knows about Vader. Mm. But she knows about baby. And I doubt I I don't I don't know that she would know about Leia. She knows at least about baby. Oh. Maybe about Luke. Mm. Well, yeah, cuz that's the sacrificial lamb here. <laughs> Not Luke. I, they kept his name Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> Hey, he was being protected by Ben Kenobi. No relation to Obi-Wan Kenobi. No. Also being protected by the fact that he's on Tatooine, which is the one place Darth Vader will never return to. You it's true. Think he's related to old Ben Kenobi. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> sigh. Nope. <coughs> nope. Um, but yeah, like, I don't, I don't think Bale would have been able to tell Sabe about Leia, because I feel like that would have put Sabe in an impossible position because obviously like she like she loved Padme like so deeply and but for the scheme to work she would not be able to have a special relationship with Leia or else people would get suspicious yeah and i feel like that would have just put Sabe in a terrible position i don't know i think Sabe could have handled it though yeah and i think Vale may have known that i mean i think if we think and of like it- thought she deserved to know anyway sorry go miranda if we think of it that way i think like it's more likely that she knows about luke Mm. it's like oh yeah she had a baby we hit him away he's on jacku it's all the same (laughs) is it yeah wait where are the where are they in relation to each other we just jacku versus tatooine yeah uh I know. They're not close, but they're, they're not close. They're but also the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're so, they're Jack, who's they're in the both Western probably re- reaches, right? Yeah. Look at me. So I I, I want to talk about this, but uh, I want to say and I could be entirely wrong about this, also partially because I don't even think there's an official galactic map that is like super canon because it's just too hard. Um like the map much like hyperspace moves at the speed of plot um but generally jakku is in as one would guess from the western reaches kind of galactic west whereas i want to say that tatooine and naboo are in like basically the other end they're kind of like galactic southeast on the outer edge okay thank you i want Um, to watch that be totally wrong but 
I know. I wish they would release an official map, but Space I know people happening. have asked and they've been like, that's not going to happen. Kylo is very sensitive about maps. This is, we're not going to release an official timeline and we're not going to release an official map. That's not this kind of franchise. Space and time. It, uh-uh. nope. Not not in my Star Wars. Hey, this it's not science fiction. I mean, it's, it's not. fantasy. It is. Um, cool. Yay. And then, okay, so where do we want... What what do we want to come of the epilogue? I want more Sabe. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Like, I want more handmaidens. Thank you. They're I'll, never going to show up anywhere else, but I want them. I'll follow Sabe to Wild Space. Wild Space. That would be lit, so good. Just give me my book. I don't care. Uh, I just really, I want, there's, I, this will never happen. Like in my wildest dreams, I don't think this will happen. But I want them to get Kira Knightley to come back for the Cassian series. Yo. Why is Padme back? Yo. It's a valid question. It's good. That would be so good. It won't happen, but it would be so good. Mm-hmm. There he well, is. I'd be into it. Also, like letting Kira Knightley actually act no. with real writing no. and a real director no. how dare you big if true not into it not she's how never d- acted before how I, dare you how dare you uh sigh i still can't believe they got natalie portman to come back and do thor obviously not star wars but I've never same seen parent thor, company but which, sure which i only saw ragnarok yeah i mean the first two aren't good but she's in the first one and oh. they got her to come back and she's going to be like a mainstay going forward oh, because she's going to be the new Thor. Hey, oh, Siri, how old is Natalie Portman? Wait, was Valkyrie not going to... Was Tessa Thompson not going to be the next Natalie Thor? Natalie Portman is 38 years old. Wild shit. Why is your Siri like a British, British man? man? Yeah, that was unexpected. <laughs> because he's soothing and I have a lot of anxiety. And the That's regular fair. Siri voice gives me more anxiety. And the soothing British Siri voice does not give me anxiety. I feel like I feel like I feel like his name should not be Siri though. I feel like they should change it. It should be like Cyril or Searhouse. I, I Siri, think I can somehow change it. I don't fucking know. Siri is a position in the organization. What? I feel like that's a reference that Siri, neither of us get. Siri is the title. She's doing that thing where she has her her hand open and she's trying to explain something. <laughs> like someone who's like explaining how to like taste wine like I was doing earlier. And she's nice. like, yes. No, I feel like Siri is like a title. Sure. It's like a ranking and it, it is capitalized. The Apital. That's fair. It would be Apital if it was a name as well. Organization. The Apital Organization. <laughs> It's, That's it's fair. the capital capital for rankings galore. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um but what were you asking? Oh, but so yeah, the first two Thor movies aren't that good, but Natalie Portman is going to be the new Thor. Tessa Thompson's still in it as like the Queen of Asgard. I don't know. I don't I don't read enough comics. Oh god, I hope so. I don't read enough comics to understand how what the differentiation is. I just know that they're going to coexist. And that, like, Natalie Portman is presumably going to be, like, a major part of the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe again, which seems shocking to me that they actually, like, they must be paying her a large amount of money. Yeah. Sure. Lord or she has, it. like, a dream to be in the 
in comic cinematic universe. Ask her if she's a dream to marry. Kevin that Hart. seems unlikely. Have you? Hey, have I you don't s- fucking know. You don't know her. No, life. no, no. I don't know. I mean, I don't know her life. I know what she said about her time doing Star Wars I and Marvel. I don't know any of that. Um, wait, who who is Annie's voice? Uh, who is Annie's voice during the Clone Wars? Uh. Uh, Matt Lanter. No, the uh, what about uh, who? Freddie Prince Jr. is who I'm thinking of. Um, Kanan. Sure. Um, <laughs> I know Freddie Prince Jr. did something. Sorry, you know I don't know who did. Yeah, anything. that was that was neither Annie I nor know. the Clone okay, Wars. But okay. good job. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Freddie Prince. Did did you see Freddie? <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr.'s. Freddie Prince Jr. Did you see his fucking? Did you hear his interview on a podcast the other day? Yeah, it was like a couple months ago, right? Uh, sure. I don't know. It just showed up on another podcast that I listened to today. So it's the first time I listened to it because, you know, I'm not plugged into Star Wars at all other than yeah. this podcast. Anyway, it was very funny. <laughs> anyway, it is, is. It was very funny. This is not it, inconsequential and not a point that I, I'm not making any kind of point. I just thought it was very funny how upset he got <laughs> about everything. That was also why I made a Sisyphus reference earlier is now that <coughs> what I'm realizing. Miranda, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Uh, I saw that there was a video, but I didn't watch it. Okay, cool. I'll play the audio for you later or something. Anyway, let's go yeah, to our it's fine. listener questions. Listener questions. Listener questions. We actually got some this week. Yay. Um, well, because it's been three weeks. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. What do you tell people six times to send you questions? <laughs> send your questions in. We promise we're actually recording this week. Psych. <laughs> um, so starting from Twitter, we actually got some Twitter questions, which is actually rare. Um, at Tom the Fanboy asks, if you were a teen and somehow got tapped to be one of Padme's handmaidens, what new name would you take and what special what would your specialty be? Ugh. I'd be Burbay. Yeah, you would <laughs> be yep. Burbay. That's so true. Absolutely. What would you be, Chris? I don't know. My name doesn't really I know neither lend of our well names does. to well, yeah, shit, funny Chris how that Day works. Or Chris A. I, I, I mean, I feel like Chris Day works. You would be Chris Day. That's so stupid. I hate my name, though. Okay, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm like, do I get to choose a new name? It's my dream. Keeks A. Keeks A. is so stupid, but I love it. They're all stupid. That's the game. No, the, I mean the rest. I mean, of it doesn't need to good. be. It could. It could just be Kike. Oh, so true. That's also, a, the name of a baseball player, nickname yeah. of a baseball player. Yeah, I was about to say, who is that? But then I, then He's a baseball player. I went to um, Kaka. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. Different sport, but yes. Different sport, different sounds. Um, let's come up with same a good consonants one for uh, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what mine would be. Uh, my specialty would definitely be like not Sabe, but like who was the like kind of like behind the scenes like kind of like general like floor general person in the at the lake house scene was it rabe i feel like i would be rabe i feel like that would be my role i'd be the one who like keeps track of everything and like kind of directs people what to do and like helps run the show but doesn't like you know isn't sabe um, i feel like that's that's my ideal role yes i'm going with furray like P H E R. My God. <laughs> but let's Bur- let's Burbay not. Kikse and Ferre. That's it's, that's it's Ferray. Ferray the Ferray. <laughs> that's right. That yeah. Great, yeah. Perfect. Let's let's not let's let's undo that. <laughs> nope. Let's just delete so, uh, that whole segment. I just made it canon. Um, oh my God. 
right, what would you, what would your role be, Keeks? Oh, I don't fucking know. Um, they she would be like she's not allowed to she's not allowed to be here. She's too stupid and keeps forgetting who's who. Just the decoy. <laughs> she can only be a decoy, but no one tell her. <laughs> You're just no one told her no one told you you're not actually the queen. You're just over in the corner. Okay. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Just over in the corner being your Hufflepuff self, not digesting lactose. Okay, we do not hate on Hufflepuffs in this podcast. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was way too funny for me to be laughing at my own joke and all of your jokes about me, but they are very accurate. Um if there was one that was like really good at technology, that would be me. Because I am, I'd be like creating spreadsheets. Okay, I was so thinking more like, like Versailles. Versailles with spreadsheets. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, like when she gets into the Senate, I feel like one of them has to be like crunching numbers and stuff. Yeah, there you Whatever. go. If I would like to be vaguely kind to myself, <laughs> otherwise, what I said originally. <laughs> what about you, Burbay? <laughs> Oh, I feel like I'd be a logistics bitch. Oh, you B- would be. Bitch A. <laughs> You'd be Eli A. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we got Amazing. our Thrawn book, and it's got, like, that poster in it. And by our, I mean, I ordered it for Miranda. I paid her for it. You did. It's- but I was like, let's get the one with the poster in it. <laughs> nice. So that. <coughs> so that's what happened. We are adults. Chris knows bronchitis. I'm good. Yep. We love. I didn't take any cough medicine today. It's very exciting because Our it makes me feel boys. horrible. Anyway, at space, Jess. Yeah, Jess had a whole thread that was. Oh, is that why that it's just a link in the outline? Yeah, because it was, yeah, because it's like it's like six tweets, and it's it's more of a comment Jess. than a question. But like Jess. Jess is the only person for whom we'll allow that. That's true. No. I mean, she does have very good comments. Hold on, no I'm gonna click the link. At this time. I'm gonna click the you link. Have I have to press control first. So I will. I'll read it because, as everybody knows, Twitter works best in an audio medium. Uh huh. Um, but kind of responding to our discussion last episode Twitter, about Twitter and mime. Yes. Um, um, this, responding to our discussion last episode about what would have happened if Padme had survived to be a founding member of the Rebellion, Jess, and this is at Space Jess, co-host of Lousy Beautiful Town Pod uh, and um, Project Tahiti. Uh, and all-around good person. And all-around good person and cat lady. Um yes. I think if Padme had survived, she absolutely would have been able to unify the factions to become the Rebel Alliance sooner. Her empathy for suffering propels her into action many times, even combat. Also, I think she might be respected as battle-hardened from being able to recapture her planet under invasion, but she also comes from a place of privilege in the ruling class of her planet and can connect the different viewpoints all the factions are coming from. I have this sad feeling that the sequel trilogy wouldn't be happening if Mon Mothma hadn't been the only surviving original member, original founder of the Rebellion. Oh my God. Padme... Sorry. Yeah, Can't, not wrong. Just fucking um, drag her, Jess. <laughs> uh, Padme would have seen how Palpatine operated her entire career and been extremely vil- vigilant, even with his supposed end. Good God, how is he back? <laughs> D- <laughs> Damn, now I'm sad. I'm imagining Mon Mothma not only grieving, but having imposter syndrome after her two very competent friends are dead. Also, now I'm imagining Padme and Cassian and Jin all meeting 
sad face crying face emojis but also they would have lived because padme would have been like no we must fight padme would have died during the rebellion oh my god he made it all right well done geeks <laughs> so that, that was, one that was a comment thank you thank you that listener one. at space jess with four s's is it four that's four oh, good to know i can count it is four I, I always just go several s's because i cannot count famously <laughs> good thing you're the numbers a good thing i've never yeah. said i was good at arithmetic <laughs> i would never say that i have been playing cribbage with grandpa <laughs> to get better at my arithmetic so thank you for that how's it going that does the math for you i am aware of that but i'm good at making 15s and 31s okay good. eat my proud ass of you. <laughs> that's a quote proud of you Kristen. <laughs> yeah yeah no it was, it was it's us. been a while in spirit in, in our in our hearts and minds i know telling us all to tell others to eat all of the collective ass um <laughs> um but no i think i think this is like obvi- a, a very great point and kind of what we were getting at last week where like i think padme's unique background as jess talks about as you two talked about last week is v- like very much we see the difference between her and mon mothma in this book as when they kind of go head to head already and i do think that it wouldn't have taken 19 years for the rebellion to build up and they would have gotten more allies quicker because Padme had been in that very visible role in the Clone Wars of trying to broker peace. I still think she would have died. Okay. God. That's my I, take. I think... I I think that the Emperor would have prioritized assassinating her in a way that he didn't care about Bail or Mon Mothma. Correct. Yes. And I also, like, she right. wouldn't... I think, like, Vader would try to do, like, something, like, look the other way, but... I mean... Yeah, I mean, this is... The, we you're... know his priorities. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Like, that's completely ignoring the fact that she would never have been allowed to live mm-hmm. because the Emperor and Vader would have come for her. But she would have gotten super dead. Yeah, she would have been dead ten times over. But I, I do think that she would have been better for the rebellion, and it would have been. Oh yeah. I, I, and I feel that the, uh, the New Republic would have been more successful had she made it through the alliance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or through the war, rather. Um, which of Bail Organa's capes is your favorite? This is from, uh, at Mando the Ginger. Yes, yeah, so and now we're moving into the Patreon question. Oh, segment. You. Uh, at Manda the Ginger. That's her Twitter handle, is it? Not. It is. The okay, blue I one. So. <laughs> I don't remember any of his capes. The one with the chain. Oh. Oh yeah. I like his Rogue One cape. I think it's a very strong cape. It's a great question. Wait, what's the gray one he wears? Is there a gray one? I want to say he wears a gray cape in Revenge of the Sith, but I am not a cape aficionado. Miranda, can we like pose as some organization that Quinn would work for so he can like leave for a weekend so we can watch all the Star Wars? Because I would like to do, do you want, that. Do you want to send him on a fraudulent trip? Yeah. That seems like the easiest way to get him out of the house. 
Uh, well, it's we like, have a puppy. It's complicated now. Congratulations. You've won an all-expenses-paid <laughs> vacation oh for one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to Auckland for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no expenses are paid. Please leave now. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be the, it would be just like that. But, like, that would give us, like, 48 good hours to watch Star Wars while he was on the flights. <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, also, I think his Canadian passport is expired, so I'll have oh to do that. No. Um, I mean, he has his American passport. It's complicated. No, but you want the Canadian one. I know. No <laughs> shit. Um, no, that's the one where they, they people, the people hate you less when you're abroad. Mm-hmm. It's very helpful. Um, which handmaiden is our favorite? I like the soft Yes, this lesbians. question from uh, Josh Harms, Spafork, lovingly. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I feel like Sache is like a sneaky favorite for me. She's one of the soft lesbians, right? She is indeed the one, one of the soft lesbians. The one lesbians. who becomes the, uh, the Naboo representative to the Naboo yes. representative house place Who's thing? the yes. one? I like her. Who's the one who's growing this art stuff that's also science stuff? Oh, that's um, Irte? I don't right. know how, I don't oh, know yeah, how people pronounce that. The one who goes that. to the... Who like fucking solves solves world hunger yeah, with moss? That yeah. one's my favorite. <laughs> Strong She's a choice. Bad bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> good question. Odie says, "How many handmaidens would it take to take down thirty to fifty feral hogs?" Okay, I'm going like max two. Okay. Well, if it's Sabe, yeah, two, two, give or take one. Yeah, right. If it's Sabe, one. She's prepared for that. Sabe. Yeah. I mean, if we're including Padme in the Handmaidens, Padme or Sabe won. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not including Padme. Okay, I'm just. I was just <laughs> adding that. Okay. What? I was just adding what? that. Okay. Fuck <laughs> off. Just stop looking at me like that. I'm pouring myself more wine. You're being mean. <laughs> <laughs> if it's sachet, then like thirty to fifty. <laughs> <laughs> thirty to fifty feral sachets. <laughs> Protecting your kids from the 30 to 50 feral hogs. Oh, God. Exactly. Oh, what do you, why do you have to, all, like, it's like the the questions he asks are always jokes, but then we spend way more time analyzing them. I know, they're like thoughtful it. jokes. I know. God damn it. That's what we love about you, Odie. This is Odie, Odie McOatface, at of many nicknames on Twitter. He's um, the best. From new Patreon member uh, at Haha ha, Yeah Tyler, aka oh, dear friend of the pod Tits McGee, um, does the, the book? He is. He is. He, is one of, he was one of the people who joined. Who was one of the first people that we didn't know who started listening to the pod, and we all we like. T- sorry, Tyler. We like talked about you in the group chat. Like, do any of us know this person? I know it was. <laughs> oh my great. god, no! He's like a real listener. Holy shit! <laughs> Yeah, uh, those are the days. Sorry, Tyler, that you're a real listener. <laughs> um, anyway, Tyler asks, does the book make you look at Padme's character differently versus the movies and the Clone Wars? Um, sure. I mean, for me, it for me it does. I feel like we get... I, I feel like Padme is very much two different characters in the movies versus the TV show in a way that other characters aren't like, I feel like she is because she is just not drawn out in the movies past Phantom Menace. Like we just, she's kind of a blank slate 
and she is shown as a very different person who is extremely committed to diplomacy but also like you know you do have that angle of like if i need to pick up a gun and fight you i'm gonna do it and i feel like we get more of the phantom menace i will do what i must to protect my people like like political genius version of her in the book rather than the kind of like super gung-ho but like kind of like almost like blind optimism like i don't know i feel like i'm rambling and i don't entirely know what my point was but i do feel like we there's two different versions of padme and this one very much swings the uh swings the pendulum back toward the movie version i mean we all know that i've always been padme trash yeah, that's why you think uh, the second prequel is the best. It's, it's very confusing it's, for all of us. I know it's objectively terrible, but it is my favorite one. And I I do look at her differently, but it's not that I look at her differently. It's that I love her more. Mm. And it's like also nice to have these explanations, right? Yeah. It's like the debtor with her mouth closed is like, <laughs> we need to sound the same. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, I'm not annoyed at the way that everything was explained. Like, that's part of this question, I think, right? Like, the Amdal voice and favorite, the, his... Yeah, so let's, that was yeah, the second that was question. Sub question let's, right? let's dive into it, just to, just to read it for listeners, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing it because I was lazy. Um, What's your favorite instance of E.K. Johnston retconning real in-universe explanations for random aspects of the movies, such as the Amadala voice? All right. So let me just continue my point because this was kind of my point. My favorite aspect of that was like the explanation of Queen Padme versus Senate Padme and who she was in the movies, quote, quote, or like especially who she was in The Phantom Menace versus who we know her to be in the Clone Wars cartoon, how different those folks, you know, those two characters seem to be. That was my favorite part was like, I was like, okay, I buy that. Like work works for me. Mm -hmm. Seems, seems totally believable, especially when we think about like her handmaidens and, and all of that. That was definitely my favorite part was like making that more believable. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I've said this before on the podcast. I'm somebody who like wants for it to make sense and like is always going to give the writers the benefit of the doubt, especially when, um, they've worked on it and maybe they quote deserve it, you know, um, like EK Johnson in this situation mm -hmm. where I'm like, uh, they really fucked her into a corner and, uh, she did a great job, like kind of writing her way out of it and, um, hold on. I'm going to let the dog out while Miranda makes her point because I think Quinn's home. Yeah, there's <laughs> Quinn's home. I was going to agree with something you just said. No, and I, I think that... Uh, oh, my God. Just, just going to let Miranda talk while I squeal at the dog for a while. It is daddy. Daddy's home. Don't cut. Don't cut any of this. <laughs> um, it's extremely awkward, and we should keep it all in. Um, but, like, I really like that there is that difference because she has 
You good? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't have I didn't make it up. <laughs> she has. We're leaving all of this in. Because like, we don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah. She has different purposes as a, as a queen and a senator. Like, that's a different set of responsibilities. She needs to fulfill a different role for each of those roles. Um, and yeah. I think this, like, especially the fact that this book does Sorry. such a good job of portraying the transition between the roles, yeah, I think is very helpful. Because totally. we can see her kind of take down those walls that she has about, like, being the queen and, like, this is how I have to be. Like, I have to be the symbol, I have to be this, I have to be this. And the sender is much more like, I need to go fight some bitches about what's right for Naboo. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. I agree. Chris, yeah, did, you and I mean, a, I think, did you have an opinion? I mean, I think, I mean, I talked last episode about how much I love the concept of the Amidala voice and what it does. It's like, it's on par with Claudia Gray, like writing that Leia was making fun of Tarkin when in reality, Carrie Fisher just had no fucking idea what her accent was doing. And when she just has a British accent for exactly one scene, <laughs> um, never, forget. It's, it's just, <laughs> I, it's, it's I, like, it's just, it's really, and this obviously was just so much more involved rather than just like a throwaway joke. Um, and it really just, I think is like an incredibly deep and masterful reading of Padme's character to come up with that. <laughs> And, and I, I, I mean, I also love the dresses just because I love the, like, the, the practical reasoning for this dress is massive and heavy and you can't move in it because it's actually body armor. It's actually full of guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> just like dresses, but guns is like my fucking favorite thing. <laughs> it's really good. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think. I don't know that I can pick a favorite. I love that she did that. I think it adds so much depth to the books. I think when you go back and watch Phantom Menace, it adds incredible depth to the films as well. Obviously, it takes suspension of disbelief because I don't think that Amadala voice was on George Lucas's mind. Maybe it was. I could be wrong. Handmaiden fandom, hit me up if I'm wrong. But, like, I, I just think it adds so much more on both sides of it. And I, it's one of my favorite parts of this book, yeah. that, that retconning. Yeah. And I think, too, like, we obviously know how poorly Padme was written in the films. Like, that's just a thing, you know. It's universally accepted by us here. Um, At Book Wars Pod. Yes. Right? I'm sure. not I'm not wrong in saying that. No, you are correct. Okay. Um but like the whole the whole book with EK Johnson just being like, "Oh, this is why they did the voice and here's some shit about the dresses." It's like fuck you. Padme's the best. Super fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. This is Padme now. I'm the captain now. And I love her for that. I agree yep. with that. I think it's a good idea, and I'm standby. Yes. Um. Do we have final thoughts? Oh wait, 
We have a final question. Yes, sorry. Uh, first, uh, from uh, a underscore s underscore rich on Twitter, friend of the pod. Uh, how much do you think Queen Shadow was a reaction to how Padme and the Handmaidens are portrayed in Attack the Clones and Revenge of the Sith versus a love letter to the Handmaiden fandom? Both. Yes. Por que no los bofa? Yes. Yeah, I Thank mean, I definitely Andrew. think it's both. <laughs> like, I think I know that E.K. Johnston has said, like, when talking about this book, that, like, it is, like, one of her dream books to write because she is so into the Handmaiden fandom. Um. So I think it very much is a letter to that fandom. Um, but I do think that, I mean, as we've talked about, it adds so much depth to Padme's character that just isn't present in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, and that's that's not an accident. We stand the Handmaiden fandom. Yeah. I think I kind of Sorry, just... I keep coughing. I'm having, This is what happens. It becomes the night and then I start to cough. <laughs> it's annoying. I'm aware. We forgive you. Uh. <laughs> One half of this podcast forgives you. Miranda doesn't forgive me <coughs> ever, <coughs> which is very reasonable. She lives with me. Yeah, um, I've been listening to this stuff for a month. I know so. it's fucking <laughs> annoying. That's why they call it bronchitis, my friends. Um, That's the reason. My final thought was, why is this YA? And then I said, sub point. I know why, but everyone should read this. Damn, uh, the protagonists. I'm aware that the protagonists are young adults, but like, I think it really flushes things out. And uh, I mean, I know why this is YA because YA is painted as something for girls, and this is a thing about the girls and children. And if this was regular, boys would come out and say that this isn't Star Wars. Great, good talk. Yeah, it is. It is unfortunate. Not that it's YA, but just that YA has this reputation. And this is something we've talked at length about, um, particularly on our bonus episode with uh, Poppy Ashwright. Yep. Um, uh, what we were talking about, Lost Stars, but some like of the best... Bonus 2 or something? It was early yes. on. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was early on. Um, Go but... listen to that, though, if you haven't done that, if you're a new listener. Um, yeah, it was a good conversation. She's but, uh, very, but yeah, very I mean... knowledgeable about YA, and we go really in-depth about kind of this throwaway point I just made. So don't listen to me, listen to her. But yeah, I mean, from Rebel Rising to Lost Stars to this, like YA Star Wars writing is some of the best Star Wars writing of any category. And so it's it's unfortunate that YA has that, you know, kind of uh, stigma thanks to the patriarchy of that it's not real writing or that it's not real literature because these books are every bit as good as the other books and every bit as nuanced and detailed and deep and you know they'll stand the test of time and people will still be reading these books in you know a decade as the star wars fandom continues to grow mm-hmm. yeah we, we try to do this already but if there's um we don't read all of the star wars ya books but if there are we read some of them um we read those we that, read all of them do we read all of them we read all the YA books. We don't oh, read the middle grade. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know we read all the YA books. Fuck me, right? Sorry. JK. Uh, as retracted. add-on slash something else to Chris's point about we should be reading YA because it's good and stands the test of time. I just want to make a quick note that like this is not the first YA book that 
E.K. Johnson has written that's been covered on this podcast. And the other one that she wrote was also very good. Yep. It was... That being Ahsoka. Ahsoka. I think it would have come out, what, like November-ish of 17? It was pretty early Hang on. on. I can do this. I can find it. When our episodes came out or when the book came out? Our episodes. It would have been November-ish, oh. 17. Um, but yeah, there's there's that great book again um something i think we should all read everybody should read because it's very good especially if you have you know seen the clone wars you know ahsoka you love ahsoka we all do it's totally cool but there is that yeah absolutely recommend reading ahsoka by ek johnston we covered that on the pod on episodes 24 through 26 um and our interview with Poppy Ashwright was on our Lost Stars wrap up, which was and damn episode. it, I had it. An episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually it was uh, our bonus episode five. Excuse oh. me, right after our Lost Stars wrap up, uh, which aired in early 2018. Mm-hmm. Love um, it. Who wrote the next sub point? That wasn't me, was it? What 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 sub point? The one after why is this YA? Oh, it was me. Okay, I was like, I don't remember. That was my sub point. I know it sounds like you. Um, <laughs> uh, your point was, this is how queer shit should be written, please. Oh, is that what you were talking about? Yeah, that's that is the. Oh one well, I'm the sub about. the sub point. Oh, the sub what, is the letter sub point I. Over, under number five. Final yes, thoughts. That was me. This is how queer shit should be written, please. Yes, it's very. The, it was the other queer person on this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Just because kids are here. Sorry to be queered near you. I know it's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look how it just slipped in and uh, we didn't have to kill anyone to do it. It's very soft. Yeah, didn't have to kill anyone. Look at that. No one, got, have to, no one got fridged. I don't, I don't know. Just, look at that. There's been a lot of they very were ham, ham-handed um, diversity writing in Star Wars. They lately. were just, they were just a couple <laughs> like, um, like people are sometimes. Um, yeah it, like and it wasn't that was like part of the story it's almost it was like very that clear could, that could be how it is otherwise yeah it was very clear it was very like it was not implied it was in the text yeah and, and it um, was just there i don't know no, nobody had any uh horrible trauma for no reason or i don't know how many queer women you know but like laying your head in someone else's lap could be implications <laughs> not in not actual relationship it just be like that sometimes okay that's fair no but like that they, they, it was real no they no they, they, were, they were very explicit about it anyway they were gay for each other uh, it was please, very soft and pure please, please write other queer relationships like this what the fuck this Except, is how it be it seems easy but what what do i know give us more of that content and expand it and put it into a whole book so that's right it, please. but this is how you write uh queer side characters Yes. That's for sure. You could also write queer main characters like this, and you could just have them be queer and then not murder them. What a concept. Uh, yep. Don't understand. Um, Miranda, make your last point, and then I'll do the outro. Okay, so I forget the actual character's name because what I wrote in she the outline wrote like, Cross. a month ago is crisscross, not spelled like the folks who sing jump, jump. No, she wrote crisscross. She wrote crisscross like thirty rock crisscross. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's that fucker 
that Padme like kind of befriends Rush Clovis. Rush Clovis. That yes. bitch. Uh, <laughs> Chris is back <laughs> and he's here to tell us it's Rush Clovis. <laughs> But like the whole over the whole book, he's like just learning this basic emotion, like oh, this might impact people's lives, <laughs> and she's just kind of watching him, and it's fucking exhausting, and it exhausts me personally in the real world, not on the pages of my book. Straight man. I just I just need <laughs> to acknowledge, I just ass- I assume he might. But I have assumed that about other characters before. Okay. Yeah. I, it's but like, he, I mean, oh no, Rush Clovis is white yeah, for sure. He, yeah. He has big like straight white dude TM energy. And we know he. We exhausting. know he's white, but if we didn't know he was white, he's also rich. Yeah. And privileged. But so. she is so anyway. fucking exhausted by like watching him learn these basic things. It's it, a big mood. It's very relatable. It's very relatable. And I just need to comment on it before we wrap up this Super. book. Um, I will Absolutely. do our wrap up for some reason. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you. Uh, this has been uh, episode 107 of the Book Wars pod. Why are you here? Um, <laughs> our next episode where uh, at Real Baby Burb. Uh, that's not her handle. At Real Baby Bird is her handle. She will be with Kate and Chris IRL. She is going for uh for Thanksgiving. So Podsgiving. Podsgiving. Um, but our next episode is uh we're reading Thrawn Treason. So go get that fucking book. You probably already have it because Blue Boys. And we told um, you about it weeks ago. We sure did. <laughs> uh, but it's Thrawn Treason, which is by Timothy Zahn. Um, and it's the, we're reading the start through chapter seven. So if you want to read along with us and follow along, please go do that and get that thing from your local indie or from IndieBound, please. Um. Or the library. Or the library. All the places. Um, you can find us on the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Tumblr, and the email. We are at BookWarsPod um, on the normal places and BookWarsPod at gmail.com via the emails. Um, the best way to help people find us is to uh, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast um, wherever you are listening to us. And it also helps people find us if you do that for the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed, um, which we also appear on because it's the Mega Feed and they're our parent network. Um, so please do that. Uh, if you would like to support us otherwise monetarily, um, please donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon. Um, it helps cover our hosting and production costs, and it's a really fun place for us to talk to you and for you to talk to us. Um, the lowest tier gets you, uh, an invitation to our Patreon Slack, which is where we, uh, you have the first, uh, chance to ask questions, uh, to us for our episodes. I'm going to cough now. And, uh, if you are on the Patreon Slack, which I believe is $1 a month, uh, you get to drag us directly. You do. Um, and there's also a pets channel, which I often like to plug because then we put pictures of dogs and kitties and other such pets in there. Um, if you'd like to give to us directly to the Book Wars pod, um, you can find us on uh, Coffee. It's ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Um, and whenever we get one of those donations, speaking of pet pictures, um, we will post a photo of Porky, uh, the pork chop pod chop, um, Orca, <laughs> or Jasper. 
Um, and they are our our little our little fur children. Oh no, you scrolled down. Um, please scroll back you're, up. Thank you. You're at the level you uh, need to be at. Oh yeah. Okay, I can't read. Theme. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. And Chris is already regretting uh, making me do the outro. Uh, for honestly, <laughs> on a scale of one to your usual outros, this is like good, a right? solid <laughs> seven. It's, it's, uh, it's been good. For Chris, Miranda, and me, we will That's talk Kristen. to you. That's me. Yeah. Um, we'll t- we will talk to you next week when it's... I don't know when we'll talk to you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Time is a construct. <laughs> Time, much like the galaxy, is fake and far away. <laughs> <laughs>